This episode of Hundy Camp Down Under is brought to you by Ridgeline. Ridgeline have just released their new performance range, featuring brand new styles and high performance fabrics for winter 2020. One of the highlights is the new Ascent Jacket for men and women. The new Ascent Soft Shell Jacket is designed for use as a performance layering piece and has been rigorously tested in the South Island of New Zealand. The new Ridgeline performance range features a new Realtree Escape camouflage print. It fits into the environment you hunt in and the colours appear to adapt to the terrain. All the new gear is available in Australia and New Zealand and for your local stockist, check out the website www.ridgelineclothing.com.au With the crazy world we live in today, many of us seek adventure of the unknown. Join the five of us everyday Aussies from all walks of life share stories from men and women of all hunting camps. From tips and techniques to the emotional rollercoaster ride fulfilling a lifelong dream, there is a story to be told by all. Welcome to Hunting Camp Down Under. Welcome to another episode of uh, Hunting Camp Down Under. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, this episode is a bit of a podcast about a podcast. Um, I jumped on Matty Sloan's uh, Beach Bush and Business Podcast. He's just got that off the ground, um, and I just wanted to, yeah, I guess you know, follow on from uh, the little bit of help I gave him, you know, setting up. Not that I did much, but um, I thought it'd be the right thing to do to jump on and talk a little bit about business. And um, I guess I'll probably, you know, tell a few sort of little bit more home truths uh, about my life in behind uh, the scenes, so to speak. Um, it was the pre-Rona debacle that we're going through at the moment. Um, it uh, it's certainly interesting times. It is certainly interesting business side of things. Um, you know, we've uh, maybe been a real estate agent. It's really put the put the brakes on that. But um, at the moment, you know, the jobs jobs safe. But we are on are on leave at the moment. Uh, I'm still answering calls and those kind of things where we can get them. But uh, it's certainly very unfamiliar ground for myself, and and I'm sure like most of you guys as well, uh, a little bit unknown. So. Anyway, we're in it together, and um, yeah, hopefully, yeah, things start improving over the next couple of weeks, and start yeah getting to some what we would call normal life back. But uh, certainly, going to make the effort to you know find out what that normal is is going to look like, and how we want it to look is probably a big thing. So, um, but you know, since since the podcast I I done with Maddie, uh, as you can tell by the start of this podcast, we we now have. Uh, OSA Australia, which is the uh, the Ridgeline Australia and Zeiss Optics, um, they've uh, jumped on board as our major sponsor, and uh, you'll see a few other guys uh, come back as well. So um, it was a business decision to do that. Um, it obviously gets me uh, committed, as you'll hear in this podcast, a little bit more behind. You know why I struggle with these kind of decisions um, over the time, and um, I think it's time that. With everything going on, I think uh, it, there's not a better time to to get this really firing and and kind of get everyone's head in a in a good space. Well, I'll do my best anyway um, to get guys staying positive, including myself. Um, you know, you have some some tricky conversations in your own mind, and I don't like that. But uh, it is uh, it's certainly time to step up and um, yeah nail this one together. So anyway, guys, I hope you're slamming the rut. I hope uh, there is a few of you guys still getting out and uh, making the most of it. Unfortunately, my plans have gone to uh, absolute shit and um, obviously not being able to travel too far and especially across the across the border. But 
anyway, there's always next year. So uh, anyway, guys, I hope you uh, enjoy this episode uh, a little bit more about me. Cheers, guys. Talk to you soon. Welcome to the Beach, Bush and Business Podcast, where we talk to influential people, businesses and creators all within the outdoor industry. I'm your host, Matt Sloan. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at Beach Bush Business and be sure to leave some feedback and subscribe if you enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Beach Bush and Business Podcast. Um, just want to start off by thanking uh, the few people that have reached out to us, uh, to me personally, and, and given me some feedback on the few episodes we put up so far. It's been pretty pretty good response and I'm pretty happy it just gives me a bit more motivation to keep chugging along with them but um yeah at the moment I am at home just getting over a bit of a flu throat infection thing and um a lot of stuff going on with this coronavirus and and all that so hopefully everyone's out there doing the right thing and staying safe it's obviously going to throw a bit of a curveball for you hunters out there that get out and uh, go out hunting during the rut so hopefully it hasn't screwed up people's plans too much but um, anyway on to the episode this episode I'm joined by Craig Hales from the Hunting Camp Down Under podcast that's how I initially know Craig Um, I am an avid listener of his podcast and it's again same as Isaac from the Noob Spiro his podcast is a big inspiration and he was also a huge help when I was starting up my podcast so I can't say enough good things about Craig and um, yeah he's a bit of a busy bloke he's uh, got a few ventures on the go he's got his podcast he's got his um, tag business where he helps people apply for tags overseas to go hunting and um, he's also started a new venture recently with some of his mates being the Australian distributor for Kafaru Backpacks, which I suggest if you haven't checked them out, have a jump on Instagram or or look them up online. Uh, they're a pretty much the creme de la creme of backpacks when it comes to hunting or hiking or anything outdoors related. And yeah, he also, besides being a full-time real estate agent, he also helps people spend all their hard-earned money on first light clothing. So or camouflage, which you might know from the TV show on Netflix, Meat Eater. Um, I've certainly spent a small fortune on that gear myself recently, as well as some of my mates. Um, But yeah, if you did enjoy it and you want to show Craig some support, jump on his podcast, Hunting Camp Down Under, or chuck him a follow on Instagram at Craig Hales, uh, or Kafaro Australia, one of his many ventures. And yeah, if you want to give us some support, jump on Camping Cartel's website, www.campingcartel.com and pick yourself up some merch. we still got the discount available. Or follow us on Beach Bush Business on Instagram or at Camping Cartel or at Matt Sloan One for my personal account. So yeah, back to the episode. Enjoy, guys. Today on the podcast or both of our podcasts, it's... Joined by Craig Hales from Hunting Camp Down Under and Kafara Australia. Well, you rattle on my hand. There's a few things going. <laughs> Bit of everything, mate. We're uh, yeah, yeah. We're, uh, how are you, mate? Anyway, mate. Yeah, good, good. Just fucking like you said, uh, we're just having a chat about how hard it is <laughs> to try and 
line things up and get embedded a decent hour. Yeah, mate, it's funny. It's it's hard, man. It's a yeah, mix of family life, uh, work life, and then hobby life all together. It's uh, it's getting pretty tough, but I don't know. Somehow we make it work, mate. I don't know how we do it, but we're still kicking along. What's the saying? I don't think it's been a bit before midnight for the last four weeks, I think. So yeah, well, I um. I try really hard to get in bed before 9 p.m. because I wake up at 3, but I think tonight we'll be uh, overextending that bedtime. Yeah, we're pushing that, mate. So, well, it's already yeah, 9 here because we're obviously we're in New Zealand, New South Wales country, so <laughs> we've got the daylight savings. But, it, um, no, mate, I mean, it's, yeah, you know, kids go to bed and then you sort of start your next day, you know what I mean? You try and organise for, you know, have a chat to your wife and all those kind of things. And Yeah, yeah you got to squeeze that in. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, so um, a bit of introduction on you. I'll just run through a bit of stuff. So basically, Craig runs a podcast for called Hunting Camp Down Under. It's all informative podcast on on hunting and and um, interviews on hunters around Australia and around the world. And then, as recently, you've recently started a, another venture, um, doing kafaru packs. Yep mainly in Australia and stuff. Yep. So um, maybe we'll start off with a bit of a, a background on you and, uh, you know. Definitely, what, mate. Definitely. What's brought you into hunting hunting, and then we'll move into a bit of the business stuff after that. Yeah, for sure, mate. So I was, uh, I guess I was probably born into a bit of a bit of a work environment. Um, I grew up on a farm, so I guess hard work and those kind of things, I've got to stay busy. So, um yeah, hence why I got all these avenues. But I, I probably wasn't. Uh, some people probably wouldn't realise this that, that listen to my podcast, but I, I certainly wasn't the the talkative type or the confident type, you know, back back in the day sort of thing. So being a farm boy, yeah, you did miss out a fair bit on uh, the social side of things. But you know, I, I would, how Dad sort of rewarded me, you know, for that was fishing and hunting. So you know, we fished a couple of nights a week and. And as I got a little bit older, I think I picked up the bow when I was about eight years old, um, you know. And and I guess it was just always sort of part of part of growing up. Uh, Dad was a mad hunter, still is. Uh, back in his day, me, my brother and I, we started doing, you know, competitive sort of target archery and you know a little bit of hunting here and there, and and that's sort of obviously grown and grown. And then the last sort of ten years is probably where I've sort of really taken that to to next levels, and and obviously. You know where I've where I've mixed business and and uh, and pleasure together. Uh, my my job, so I'm a I'm a real estate agent as well. Um, I mainly deal with you know rural property farms and things like that, and a little bit of stock and station. Not not a great deal, but I've done that since I was uh, just before I was 21. So I actually had me 21st down at training for for my first week of training was me 21st. So mm. but uh, I got to have a pint. At the uh, at the local <laughs> pub down there, so it was well well remembered. Still got the pint to this day, the glass actually. But well, it's still probably not a bad idea, like being a, in rural real estate and in the hunting. Surely <laughs> it matches up. I I got to be honest though, I'm usually too late because they've sold the farm, so <laughs> it's like uh, yeah, well that's that it. That would have been good to know uh, about you'd... five years ago, but uh, yeah, hundred percent. But uh, it's yeah, it's um, it's a whole mumble jumble, mate. But uh, you know, we we sort of make it work. As I said, I, I've got to, I stay busy, and I probably. Which day, you know, I don't say no enough is probably one of the things, but he, um, you know, I've got, as I said, you know, we've got Kafaro Australia, which me and a couple of other lads started 
Uh, well, it's been an ongoing thing for probably the last 12 months. Actually, it was just 12 months where we first we first put the plan together. And obviously, it took six to nine months to sort of get off the ground and get things started. Um, the podcast has been going for be three years next uh, three years next month, I think. I think it is. So it's it's gone from leaps to bounds. And I know you know I know we spoke a little bit about doing podcasts and things to help you get get going. And you know it's one of the things where it's a it's a big time commitment. You know I, th- I think a lot of people probably don't le- realise how much time's involved. To be honest with you, but. Um, you know, from obviously, look how hard it was just for you and I to, to catch a night between, you know, kids, work and everything else and, you know, and, and just, just having a break uh, to try and line it up. Mm. Um, also- yeah, well, um, that's what I was going to say. Um, like, I was contemplating doing a bit of, obviously, with my brand and shit, I, um, have, you have to be a bit of a jack of all trades. Yeah. Um, and so you're always trying to juggle between, um, you know, social media shit and like uh doing photos and content especially for a clothing brand you always have to be you know, sort of on the mark with that and um yeah i just i f- was contemplating doing a youtube channel and that sort of stuff and the podcast like you said about how hard it is you know it's not easy and um yeah i was just contemplating doing a youtube channel and yeah i think a podcast was a lot easier than than that even like at least you you're having a genuine just a genuine easygoing conversation with someone about stuff you sort of love doing so yeah in that sense it, it's a bit easier as opposed to like like going out and then having to script like scenes and all that sort of shit it just would definitely you know I, it gets a bit tedious i think the content can be a little bit more varied and a little bit more relaxed with the podcast too um i've, I've been down uh, we obviously had this conversation as well, but I've been down the thought of, you know, the YouTube and especially when it comes into hunting, like obviously on, you know, I'm a mad bow hunter. Um, we've obviously got a, a mutual mate, uh, Jake Kasparovsky there, um, you know, that you know, massive gear nut. And, you know, it it would be good to have that visual because it's very hard just to talk about, you know, say tuning a bow or sighting in a rifle or whatever it may be. It's, it can be a little bit difficult. So, um, you know, having that visual aspect could be handy in some aspects. Um, but, you know, I, I've done plenty, you know, for anybody that listens to my podcast and yourself, you know, I've done plenty in a hunting camp. We're sitting up on top of a mountain and you've had, you know, several days. I've done them out of Nevada and things like that. Like, you can do them anywhere and you're just, you know, you're trying to, I guess, trying to, how I look at a podcast is I'm trying to, especially on those location ones, is, I want the person that's listening to feel like he's sitting there next to me and I'm telling him the story. That's pretty much how I, that's probably a lot of the conversations I go into, the questions I ask, that's kind of how I want someone to listen to it. Um, as if they're with me and, you know, maybe they can see themselves in that same situation one day or they've had the same issue with tuning or whatever it may be, whatever the topic is, that's that's kind of how I lead into, into the podcast scene. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's why you've, sort of um like you're fairly fairly successful i believe in the podcast like one of the main um hunting podcasts in in australia so um i just think from my perspective like you were one of my inspirations to start my own podcast and like you said you you um gave me a bit of uh, help when i first was kicking off and were kind enough to to you know give me some tips and tricks which is I'm really appreciative for man, and um, yeah, it just like listening to your podcast and and the stories and like it's just a good blend, you know. You got your stories 
of people, how they got into um, hunting and then, um, you know, like uh, tips and tricks and, and also a lot of informative stuff. It's, it's, it's inspiring because it can send you on uh, a journey. Like just listening to your podcast, man, I'm just like, I've probably listened to that um, Casey McCallum one like four times, man, and I'm just like Googling like, oh, yeah, New Zealand, yep. fucking, I want to, you know, it, it's definitely definitely super inspirational and that's one of my favorite podcasts actually definitely but, and um, i think i think like each individual guest i think i i personally get inspiration out of each one of them as well because a lot of the time though, i'll be sitting there going geez I, I need to pull my finger out and probably book that or you know how do i how do i bring this up to the wife that i want to go and spend another 20 grand on on something you know selfishly um but they generally you know different people benny solaris is another one um, that really inspires me to go, you know what, it's not that bloody hard. You know, if it's it's all that I do. I don't do anything else. I, I live and breathe this apart from my, my day-to-day job and you know, my family's all involved with it, which I guess is probably one of the biggest challenges and we'll get to this stuff later. Yeah, you know, it is selfish. Um, I've learned I've learned to deal with that. Um, so, you know, but you know, I've I've got a great wife and, and it's a, a supportive the family's a supportive team at the same time. So I think that all comes together and, and that's why, you know, I can jump on and do a podcast and things like that because we've met beautiful people through it. You know, all the guys, a lot of the guys I hang out there now, I probably talk to every second day. My business partners in Kafara Australia have all come from the podcast. Um, that's all all come from there and, you know, you're meeting people that you call lifelong friends now and, uh, you know, and that, that tree continues to grow. Oh, yeah, 100%. And I think also... Um, in the sort of like obviously there's going to be particular people in in all sorts of um walks of life and and passions and hobbies especially when it comes to like passions and and money and that sort of sort yep. sort of thing but um i've found that everyone that i've sort of kicked off a relationship on online like like you mentioned Jake i i initially met him um cuz he was on your podcast yep. and was um, you you spoke about how he was tuning bows and you know setting up bows and all that sort of stuff. So um, yeah, I just sent him a message on Instagram and then boom, we you know went out there like he just happened to be home at that that time and yes, ever since then I've obviously he's got his own um, clothing brand, um, Antlanarchy. So I try and help him out a bit with that yep. and he helps. He's helped me immensely with all my bow and bow tuning and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, no, it's um, like I just feel what I was getting at is I feel like hunting. Um, there's just a specific type of person that gets into it. Maybe like obviously there's people from all different walks of life, but I always find like the people in hunting that I've met are all people that I probably now consider lifelong friends. Yeah. So it's. Yep. It's a it's a tight. I mean, it's a it's a small community. It's a it can be a tight community in some ways, but I think in general, you know, it's a very open community as well. Um, especially when it comes to sharing, you know, like allowing someone to, to be better at shooting or whatever it is. When it comes to that kind of stuff, um, I mean, you know, we're probably going full circle, but the podcast world and the the social media world has obviously been able to bring that to people's fingertips and. You know, uh, speed up someone's learning curve by by all means. Um, mm. But I, you know, back in the days, as I said, like I was competitive shooter at 12 years at 12 years old. 
you know, and, and I had friends come in sort of late in the teens and then you've seen older people come in and because it wasn't a social media and all that back then, it was it was very slow learning curve and they came and went very quickly because it was, it was kind of a hard, especially bow hunting or archery in general, it's a very hard thing to, to pick up if you don't have the right help. So it gets frustrating, can get expensive and, you know, they lose lose interest very quick and, you know, see them again. You know, they go... They, they pick up the rifle again or, you know, you do get a lot of guys, you know, have shot the rifle for many years and, you know, they find the bow a new challenge and, you know, they, they go full reverse. So, it um, you know, I think with the ability of what, you know, what we have to, to get the message across and the, and the knowledge across now, um, you know, we're, we're probably very lucky. It, it's got negatives as well, don't get me wrong. Um, sometimes it's expected now, <laughs> which is a little bit hard to deal with. Um you know, and then I take that on personally, you know, especially with, I've had a, you know, just, just with so much going over the last couple of months, this year's been a little bit slow with the podcast and you kind of feel bad, you know, you find, you kind of feel like you've let people down a little bit because they're so, so used to popping up in their feed. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, so you're sort of like, oh shit, I really need to, to get my stuff sorted. But, you know, you've, you've obviously got a, you've only got a certain amount of time you can work with every week. So, um, yeah, it gets challenging. It's a, it's an interesting balance. So um, if, we, if we're sticking with the, the sort of theme of the podcast for now, um, what sort of – what would you say your inspiration was to kick that off and um, your sort of – the initial goal that you wanted to achieve when you started the podcast? That's probably where I – it's probably where I've struggled a little bit. Um, this is probably a, a three-way sort of answer. But initially, I, uh, I wanted to jump into the – like obviously, I was heavily involved um, – yeah, just in the bow hunting community, obviously, through originally the forums and you know a little bit of social media and things like that. Just I love chatting to people and hearing stories, sharing camps. And then I was like, you know, guys were starting broadhead companies and arrow companies, and I'm like, I don't really need to make money out of it. Like I, I, I do have a very successful career. I've done, you know, I, I've done and continue to do very well. Um, so I don't really need to be making money out of this thing. And I'm like, mm. oh, what can I do? And I actually didn't realize how much I listen to podcasts. And obviously, everybody knows uh, that knows me and listen to mine. You know, I'm very big on American hunting and I, I go there every year. And, you know, so I, I'm big on um, listen to, you know, what states to hunt, all these kind of different things. And Cody Rich was the man that I just, you know, he had a, he's got a good podcast. It, it's going, you know, gangbusters at the moment. He's, he's turned that into a real, you know, almost a company, if you want to say. He's got his own brand. Um, he's going leaps and bounds. And, the best thing about it is just an awesome dude to go with it. So I just, just like you did with Jake, but I flicked him a message and said, "Hey, mate, I'm a avid listener. Um, I'm wondering if you can help us out, um, just on how to get started with a podcast." Within five minutes, I had a reply of about three novels long, um, <laughs> and he's like, "Give me a call, mate. I'll help you out wherever you need it." I talked to Cody probably every week, and that was three and a half years ago. Um, you know, oh, we're, we're and that's mates. that's the Rich Outdoors it podcast. Is, mate. Yeah, yeah, Rich Outdoors podcast. So, um, you know, he he's very very much like ours, mate. He loves stories. He talks a bit of business. He talks ticks, techniques, all all of the above. Uh, anything within the hunting industry, he's you know he's got a guess for, had a guess for. Um, just a rad dude to go with it. Um, you know, we got as close as you know when he had his little one. I got I got a. You know, I got a photo of his little one and stuff like that. You know, before anybody knew he had had a baby and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, you know, I, I call him a close friend. And you know, that's that's what this world is about. You know, whether it's a sport or 
whatever it may be, that's that's where we're at these days with social media and the way that we can connect with people all over the world. I think it's fantastic. So I probably went from wanting to be involved in the community to obviously touching base to the right person. And then it was like, uh, I've got to be brutally honest with you, one of the reasons why I jumped into the podcasting thing was to share stories of people that were unknown because I was sick of probably seeing a lot of the stuff on social media that there was all these so-called experts that had shot pretty much stuff all and been in the game for two years and they're given all this, you know, saying this is how you got to do stuff. And I'm like, I know guys that have, you know, have all these stories that are unknown because it's not, they're not interested in being on a platform that these people need to hear. They need to hear stories from these people. Um, and Dave Whiting is one that, and Dave Keeble, that's the one that sticks in my mind that I did. Like those guys were like the pioneers. They literally were the pioneers of archery in Australia. Uh, they were some of the guys that got the first recurves and all this kind of stuff. And they're the stories that we need to hear that gives us some grounding within our sport. So that was like an inspiration for me was to get as many of those kind of people, which I've probably let me lock my, let myself down a little bit from not continuing along those lines a little bit more. Um, but, I'll, you know, it's, a, it's all a time thing and everybody's all over the place. Um, and there's nothing like being face-to-face, yeah, like, yeah. let's be honest. When you hear an interview that's face-to-face or in a camp or something, like you can't beat it. Um, so the inspiration for me was, you know, probably a little bit of uh, selfishness once again was I wanted to hear these guys' stories and I thought the podcast would be a good way to introduce myself and say, hey, do you want to catch up and I want to hear a few stories but I'm going to record it and that's kind of where it came from. So that was, yeah, as I said, going on three years ago now and, you know, it's. It, it, I was lucky in timing. There wasn't really any others going. I think Australian Hunting Podcast was going, and they've obviously got their direction that they take. You know, they're probably he's probably a little bit more political minded than I am, so I, I struggle to talk about that kind of stuff. But certainly, it's certainly important, and I'm glad there is a voice for it. Um, you know, I'd like to probably get better with it, and hence why I sort of you know I vary the the hosts as well to try and help me out, so we could uh, you know have a few more topics and. Um, you know, it's, it's obviously changed the the podcast because it was going down a very much a bow hunting line. Uh, but I did want to vary that and and you know bring in other bring in a bigger audience as well, which we um, you know we tried to do last year. Yeah, hundred percent. And um, do you think that your um, your vision for the podcast has changed much since you started it, or you you still sort of have a, a, a are you just sort of going with the flow, or do you have a, a sort of a? <laughs> I'm probably going with the flow because I've never. I've never expected anything out of it, uh, which is probably hard because it doesn't have a value then. Uh, so, you know, if someone says, what do you want to do with it? And I'm like, I don't really know. Like I I guess meeting the people is probably enough payment for me if that makes sense. I've I've bounced in the, in the marketing world with it, like the advertising, which is it is definitely helpful and it's probably something for, for it to grow I probably need to do more of. Um, you know, better audio quality and all those kind of things. But once you start doing that, once you're bringing that sort of income side of things, it's very hard to have a break. You can't just switch off because there's people relying upon you and I would be able to let those people down. So it sort of changes the, um, I guess it changed the purpose of it. So yeah, I'm, I'm probably caught, I'm probably at a time I'm caught in the middle. I don't really know what direction to take with it. Um, it won't change anything to do with content, but with the running of it, um, that's where you sort of 
you know, you sort of got to st- step back and think, you know, where where do I want to go with this, or how are we going to how are we going to do it? Yeah, and I, I guess another thing is um, you got to take into account, like obviously, once there's a financial aspect involved, like would it influence a sort of like at this point in time, you just do do and say whatever you want, and like I feel like that's the best yep. sort of way to approach this sort this sort of podcast. You know, Definitely. it's just authentic, yep. and that's that's what I've I really feel is valuable is that you you control the reins, man. You do what you want. So like, yep. that's yep. that's where I kind of want to be with with my podcast. But yeah, um, I oh, man, at the end of the day, you've got a huge catalog of amazing episodes it's gonna it's just like you know libraries are still around but i feel like podcast is a new 2020 library so these episodes are going to be around for who knows they could be around forever like so um and i just wish i wish my quality my audio quality i wish i actually pretty much i just wish i knew what i was doing back when i started pretty much but um you know that they're still being downloaded. Like I can check on that, and there's the early episodes are still listened to, and it's it's awesome. Like it put a puts a grin on your face. There's no question there. And um, you know the going down the Wild Deer Expo uh, down in Bendigo there a fortnight ago. You know we had the Kafaro Kafaro Australia stand down there. It was our kind of our technically our launch down there. It was overwhelming. Uh, everyone was awesome. Fellow stands. You know competing competing brands. All that like. I just I loved how it all came together. Everybody was like, "Good work, guys!" You know, great to see another range here. You know, if it, it was good, you know, there was no, you know, there was none of that uh, hard feelings or awkwardness. It was just I just loved how everybody was like, uh, just charging. It was really cool, and you know, so many guys come up to me and said, "Man, I love the podcast." I'm like, "Shit, oh, I haven't put one out for like two months," and they're like, "Oh, you know, you'll get to it, but hurry up because we we want to listen to more." You know, <laughs> so you know, with tongue in tongue in cheek it was you didn't realize how much it you know people depend on it yeah Yeah. i did like i i've got my it's the same as as youtube like i've got i never used to do the subscription thing on youtube i was just sort of sit in the background and you know search the particular videos and whatnot but um since i've started doing the subscriptions and shit like and you can pick exactly what you want to watch fuck man like i i sort of depend on that Every couple of days, I'm like, oh, what's what's new? Because it's it's like you get exactly what you want when you want. Yep. Um, like I, I I don't even watch Netflix and shit anymore. I'm just YouTube, and then I got an hour drive each way to home. Um, and to work to my full time job, and yep. that's just podcast time, man. And yep. I also think that people, um, you sort of like you know how they say you're the um combination combination of the five people you spend your time with Mm -hmm. but um like a lot of people don't have um necessarily the best uh network like workplaces can be pretty negative or or, or, yeah and um i just reckon that if you can bang your headphones in if you can or, or on on the way to work or back um and listen to it like you said it takes the listener to to yep. the like if you're in in deer camp or whatever and you're doing a, a we're there man i feel so yep. like yep. in that way you can sort of take yourself if you feel like you're in a bit of a rut podcasting is a great way to to feel like you're participating in a conversation without actually you know being there yeah definitely and i mean 
if you look around and um, you know where the podcast world has gone, um, I never really realized we could talk so much about a podcast, but <laughs> yeah. But you know, you, you take Joe Rogan for example. Now, I, I'm not a huge fan of Joe Rogan, and I'm very happy to admit that. Um, mm. it, it doesn't really interest me. Um, I'm not a big comedian person. Um, I love a laugh, but that kind of stuff it doesn't really interest me. I don't. I watch a little bit of the fighting, like I watch highlights. My brother loves it, like lives for it. Loves Joe Rogan, really gets into the lot of the the deep deep stuff with him, and you know he does really well. Um, you know, and you know he's pulled him through some dark times because of some of the things he said. But it, and that's the best thing about it. You can jump on, you can listen to a conversation. You don't like it, you switch it off. I do the same with me either. Um, mm. I think Steve Rinella is is awesome in certain episodes and. I think I made my wife listen to one. We're driving to Benigo. That's 12 hours for me. So obviously, there's plenty of time. Um, we jumped on one. It was called, if anyone wants to listen to an awesome one, it's called Hunting the Mammoths. It's me data podcast. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but that thing is incredible. It talks about like the ice shifts and um, it's how pretty much America was formed with people and animals. You know, a lot, mm. of, the, a lot of the myths about, you know, we killed out all the animals and all this kind of stuff. It's just insane. It's a mind blow. Hmm. All on a podcast. I've listened to it like five times. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Like, and and that's what I love about it. You, whatever mood you're in, you can kind of find a topic that you want to listen to. And I'll, I'm just about to jump into the Audible because I need to listen to. More, I need to read more books, but I can, I, I hate reading. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. I can read. I can read well, but I just could be stuff. So, um, you know, the, and I, I'd like to be able to marry that up. You know listen to a book, uh, you know, listen to a podcast. So, Well, it also is like you can multitask then. You you mm-hmm. sit, you have to read a book, man. You have to sit down and and read it, whereas you could do whatever. You could be working, you could be driving, whatever. You could listen yep. to an audio book and, and um, yeah. And it's helped out, you know, it, and we can, you know, maybe if you want to shift gears a little bit, but the podcast mm-hmm. has helped me in business as well because obviously there's millions of podcasts out there now and, you know, I know a lot of the hunting podcast guys don't listen to hunting podcasts. I don't really listen to many. Like, I don't even listen to my own. I edit up and that's it. Um, I don't like the sound of my own voice. So, it, you know, I I find that, you know, a lot of people that, you know, you listen to little things and little tips and tricks and, you know, I can take that in all aspects of life. Like, you, you know, and I think that's what's really cool about them, you know, moving into a business world, uh, which is obviously expanding quickly for me because i've got so much other stuff going on outside the hunting world um you know it, it's kind of like a roll-on effect yeah 100 percent. well keeping in the theme of switching gears um why don't we step into a bit so probably good to talk about kafaru but before we get there um you also do a bit on the uh tags and stuff in the in the states so is that a business side of things that you're you're setting up or is that just like similarly to the podcast it's just yep. something that you've because I, I know for, for me for example with the clothing brands or whatever uh logos and and web stores and all that because i've done it i find like once you know the methodology on what goes into it mm-hmm. it's uh, 200 times same as what you were saying with uh dave whiting and and those people who have sort of pioneered bow hunting and made it easier for everyone else. Yeah. Same goes for um, like business and that sort of stuff. So you've obviously done the hunts over overseas in mm-hmm. uh, the States and all that. So is that 
uh, the sort of what kickstarted that, and um, where where do you? Yeah, it did. Uh, it did. It, it. I guess the kickstart was from. Okay, we'll go right back. I heard a lot of stories about guys getting ripped off. That's the plain and simple. It it, it costs a lot of money to go to the states hunting. Like, let's be completely honest with you. And my biggest fear was somebody going over there and, and not getting what they expect expected because yeah, potential was the only time they're going to go. Combine that with a lot of guys, just you know, uh, Brad Smith, I'll, I'll name drop uh, Smitty. Um, you know, he he had a few people like, oh, just talk to Halsey. You know, he he's got a bit of an idea what's going on, and and that kind of snowballed. Um, and I thought, shit, there's probably a bit of an opportunity here. I didn't really sort of once again. It was like, do I make it a business? Do I not? But then it's like I've got to. I've got to get something out of the time mm. that I spend on it because I am, you know, my wife sees the back of me on the computer every night. Like I'm doing, I'm doing something and, you know, there's a fair bit of time involved. So, so that come about from, you know, having sort of a half a dozen guys to a dozen guys and, and I'm, I'm an absolute nut on it. Like I love the, uh, for anybody who doesn't know how America works. So with hunting in America, it's a, it's a lotto system. Every state's got a different system. And I've pretty much learned the big Western states for elk, mule deer, sheep, etc. I've pretty much learned most of the system uh, of how it, how it's done. I certainly don't know every part of the, the groundwork. Um, there's better guys than me. Um, I don't have anything to do with outfitters because I feel that's that's something someone needs to personally do. Get a feeling of how an outfitter is. Do you get on with them? That's something you, you know the hunter's got to do. But my idea was to be able to get. Aussies started in the process because it's going to get harder and harder and dearer and dearer to hunt over there. And without without the system we have in place, you know, getting points and things for people, um, it's a it's a rabbit hole to go mm-hmm. down. But um, you know, I thought if if I didn't start it then, people may miss out on the opportunity. And it's not that hard to do if you've got the right know how. If you know someone that's gone and done it, which I had, um, more than happy to share that info. It, uh, it it made you know it made sense to to sort of you know start helping people and branch out a little bit with it. Yeah, and um, so is that something you you're still focusing on now? Obviously, obviously you got the podcast, the tag system. You do <laughs> your Kafaro Australia now and the expos, and you know I know well and truly that you do uh, first light. You dabble in a bit of first light uh, orders to us. Yeah, dabble in the first light yeah, too. I, was, <laughs> I, I know that very well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. both. Um, that was bad. Um, yeah, mate. Look, the uh, it's funny because I just had this conversation with Jake Gaskowski today. Um, you know, it's we're all good for this year, but look, at, to being completely honest, I've got to sort of sit back when this year's done. Um, I am. I'm actually in the process of buying my real estate office as well. My my wife's mum and dad own that. Um, I've worked. We've worked there. Uh, guys, 15 years. I'm going into the 10th year at the office but 14 years in real estate so i've got a lot happening um that's obviously going to change a lot of aspects of life um, once we do take on the office so you know something's got to mm. give um i don't want anything to just fall off the earth but you know we'll, we'll have to transfer or merge or get help or whatever it may be i haven't made any decisions yet but uh, certainly certainly for 2020 uh everything will stay as it is so i don't want anybody that hears this on mine to uh to freak out that it's not they're not getting looked after but yeah definitely by the end of this year and, and Kafara is I think is probably going to take a lot of that time up uh, the free time because I think you know it's uh it's certainly something that uh, is going very well um, so 
yeah, it'll be between, be probably between the podcast and uh, and the tags. Things you know might get put on a back burner for a while. I probably can't see the podcast doing that because it's an opportunity that some of the other guys could pick up my slackness. Mm. But um, yeah, you know the the tag things. The best thing about it, it's not something you do every week. Uh, it is very, it comes Seasonal, in chunks. Seasonal, yeah. So after, yeah. So once you sort of uh, there's a couple of states that are September, October, but then you have a break until the new year. So um, right now is going into the busy time. So I'll hang up from you and I'll jump in and put some application into New Mexico <laughs> here in a minute. Um, and then, uh, and then you know, I've got another four to five states to do. Uh, we've got about 30 guys we look after on the books. I certainly could grow that, you know, substantially, but um you know it, it sort of comes down to once again something to manage i've got a very personal touch with the guys i'm probably not in tough in touch with them enough as it is so you know to keep them posted but a lot of guys are looking to hunt in the next two or three years so it's not super we don't urgent, have to talk yeah. urgently um I've, we've got a bit of a i've got a bit of a base plan for them and then uh, as they get closer then we really start getting technical and you know dates weapon where we're going who you're going to go with you know, how are you going to go about it? So um, it, it, it's an individual basis. So the, these first few years of it's it's an early business. Um, it's 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 not too bad. It's just a bit of a, a time frame thing. Like it, um, you know, it's several hours, you know, every night for a few months. But, um, you know, that'll ease up as, as we get after April. Yeah, it's probably, like, like you said, it's probably knowing a little bit about the back end, just speaking to Jake and stuff, um, with everyone just jump mainly if you're looking at hunting overseas or whatever, jumping into the pool and, and building up some points and that sort of thing. Um, that probably yep. is a good the good aspect about it because, you know, you might have, like you said, 30 guys, but only five are going hunting or plan to go hunting next yep. year and the rest are all just not really planned, but when they're ready, they want to shoot off. So, and, I, and I, I've been like I, I've like obviously when I started, so I used another company over there, you know. And I'm paying these guys. I was paying these guys pretty good money um, to do something that obviously I could do myself. One, but you know they're um, well, they won't listen to this, or they won't listen to mine anyway. But the, my worst thing, what really put me off, was I drew a tag that my New Mexico tag. So if anybody hasn't seen the film, uh, it's called Healer, G I L A. Um, it's filmed by Brad and Jerry and uh, of Bow Hunt Down Under Films, and like it's incredible. Um, you know their their cinematography work is just second to none. Um, but that that hunt, I drew that hunt through World Trophy Ventures or WTA they're called. It's the old Cabela's tags. Uh, they're a company. I drew and and it wasn't Caleb. Caleb, the, my my advisor, he's a champion. Still talk to him regularly. Um, great bloke, but obviously he has a job to do. He paid to do it. But I drew the tag. He's like, hey, mate, I've got your outfitter. This is who you're going with. Um, we'll organize the deposit. I've known, I've known I've drawn this tag for 30 minutes. I'm like, hang on a second. Who am I going with? I'm not, I, haven't, I haven't decided who, the, who I'm going with an outfitter. Like, I'm thankful I've drawn a tag, but hey, man, I, I need some time to think about this. Um, in a very long story short, I did my own research and he's like, oh, yeah, okay, no worries yet. No, that's all cool. I've since found out that all those mobs, um, and I'll name drop them, Huntful, um, WTA, 
all those guys, they make the money out of the outfitters. They don't make money on guys making applications. Um, and that annoys me. That really annoyed me. And that's where I was talking about this, um, you know, going with an outfitter and not getting what he expected. Because to me, once you said it before about marketing on a podcast, once money becomes involved, it changes all, it changes the whole scenario. Yeah, well, they're not really looking you know, out I for just, what the best, uh, the interest of the hunter. Exactly. He just wants to get his paycheck and... Yeah. And my worry was, was if that outfitter throws that, you know, booking agent five grand a hunter more than the other one, obviously he's going to get all the work. He could be the worst, he could be the worst outfitter in the world. Um, we will never know. And that, that was what annoyed me. Long story short, I did my homework. I fell in the lap of Matt Ellis, Borderland Outfitters, best bloke you've ever met, young guy, my age, or, you know, our age from born and bred in New Mexico, has sport more years in the hill and national forest than anybody. He's a government trapper. He flies that, he flies that country every day of the, of the year. Um, he's a horseman, mate, best bloke. I've, I hunted my Ibex with him. I've hunted uh, several elk hunts with him. I'm going, trying to go back with him this year. You know, that's what happens. You know, you you do a little bit of homework, you meet the right people, you talk to the right people, you do, and, you know, things nine times out of ten turn out. I, I, it was just that, I guess that spurred me on to really probably do, that, hence why I said that I'm not interested in dealing with outfitters because unless I've personally been with them, I'm not going to re- recommend someone. Um, and I feel that's where I was sort of worried for guys back here that if you're going to come up with 10 grand, 10 or 15 grand hard-earth money and go with an outfitter, like you pretty well want to make sure that that's got to be the hunt. Well, it of your could life. be a one in a lifetime that's hunt not, as well. So, like, yeah, yep. And that's nothing to do with the animal. The animal will do what he's going to do. Like, that's a whole other story, whether you're actually going to shoot an animal or whatever. Like, you know, you could. You can have one sitting in front of you. You're still going to shoot it, or you may have the um, you may have the best tag in the country. It doesn't mean you're going to shoot something or shoot something giant. But if the guide and the outfit does everything possible, can you know knows the unit, you know can call or whatever the species may be, and you just have a blast, well, I think that's a successful. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, it's worth the money, and and that's where. When that money thing came into it, that's where I just struggled with it a bit. I just, I just wasn't happy with that. Um, and there's awesome outfitters out there. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying everyone's dodgy or anything like that, but we don't know. We're from the other side of the world. We have no idea. Um, and that's why I like the people I've met. You know, the, the all the connections that we all have between all of us getting over there. The people that haven't been there but still have great connections. Um, you know, it all comes together to help each other out. Well, that's half the risk. And and I've listened to that Benny Solaris one like you were talking about previously and he's obviously started off his own. Um, yep. And that, that obviously, you know, that takes a lot as well. He's putting his name to the mm-hmm. things. He's gone and done the hunts um, and, and you know, I, I feel like that when someone is willing, like you, you, you do it with... Obviously, like you said, you're not recommending any um, outfitters and stuff while you're doing the tag system. But, like, yep. obviously, if someone said, "Hey, which one did you use? Would you recommend them?" You probably and that's when that's when I do the homework with them. Yeah. So I join the, I join them in the homework because I know kind of what to ask. It's just that I'm not gonna, you know, I don't. If you draw a tag in whatever state, I'm not gonna say here's your outfitter. I'm like, okay, I reckon these three would be the pick from social media from people I've spoken to. You ring this one, I'll ring that one, and then we'll both ring this one, and then see what answers we get. We'll come back, and and that's how I would do it. 
Um, because I just want you to come back and go do that. Yeah, was awesome. Yeah. Didn't shoot anything, but that was yeah. And I mean, or whatever. Half, like I'm, I'm relatively new into hunting. I've I've only been shooting the bow for probably three years, and last year was really the first year where I, I tried to focus on getting out there and stuff. But that's that's speaking as a complete novice, just being out there and the people you spend your time with as well is is what makes shit memorable to me. Like oh, yeah. and, and but yeah. All right. Well um what are the plans for you for this year for, for the hunt anyway? Well mate, we've what got you... um yeah, well, I'm, I've, I'm heading away. I'm actually taking me, me young fellas for their first hunt this weekend, actually. So that's going to start the rut for me. So it's going to be an interesting one. Um, You're taking all of them? Nah, just two of the three. Uh, so anybody who doesn't no. know, I have three boys as well, all under seven. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hectic. But, uh, no, nah, I'll take the, the six and the four, uh, little Western Nixon. They're just absolutely busted. And I, I just, I've got to the point where I just, I couldn't go hunting again until they go and experience so they got their little camos out last night and they're trying them on and rolling up their sleeves and rolling up their pants and <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty awesome. But I'm just going to take the buggy over and we'll go and set up a camera and I'll probably shoot a deer with a gun and you know bring it back for meat. And There is a couple of good bucks over there too, so I'll, I'll have the bow with me and uh, if I see, happen to see one of the bucks or whatever, I'll, I'll have a crack and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just play it as it comes. But pretty much just, there's a mad little cabin over there, so I'm just going to go and cook marshmallows on the fire, mate, and that kind of thing, and yeah, that's a daddy father time, mate. And then um, fortnight from there, we'll switch gears. We're gonna, I'm going to hit up, catch up with buddy Lonnie Brockman. Um, we're going to go get into his hills there and uh, go and try and find a red deer, uh, a few boars and that to come along with that. And then I'll head up to Jake's. The following weekend after that, I'll head up Jake's for a week. So I've taken a week off work this year. This year. Uh, I haven't done that for a couple of years um, as far as our rut goes. And... And, uh, and and just a little thought on that, you know, the heart of that that access, the property access, and all that can't, has come over the last few years. I've lost blocks myself and those kind of things. That's where it's really driven that that American stuff with me as well, because you know it's guaranteed. You, you hunt public land, so that's fueled the mm. fire for that stuff over there as well. But um, and then mate, I've got uh, I've got James Nash. Um, James has been on the podcast before. He's from Oregon in America. He's a he's an outfitter, uh, ex you know ex military. And uh, he's coming over to hunt buffalo with uh, with Jason Frost uh, and myself in July. So, uh, and then mate, I've drawn that I've drawn the the mountain go tag in Alaska again. Um, got, oh wow! Yeah, so I've got uh, another mission there to to get this one done, and so that's going to be I've just locked in dates. Uh, so I'll be I'll be flying in, with float plane on the twenty second of August um, for for sort of eight to ten days, depending on weather. Um, hopefully get that done and then um, yeah I'll, I'm going to try and fit in an elk hunt straight after that and then that'll be me done for, for 2020 so some, well, some blokes will go that's here. just ridiculous but you know yeah. to, me, I, to me I could fit a whole lot more in so but oh, um, I bet. you know and, and I guess you know to, to pull the business sort of thing is you know guys do like I, I get a lot of stick it's like oh you've, you've got the life and, and all that kind of stuff but you know I've, I've only just realised that I do work for it. Um, you know, I was I struggled. So I, when I was in a piggery, like my, my folks, you know, they, they did it pretty tough. And, um, you know, in – I think I sold the farm from in 08. So I think we stopped trading. We stopped farming. It was a piggery, big big commercial piggery. We stopped trading in 05. Um, you know, when you when you got a, 
it's 70, 17 years old at working at the local produce store and having to buy your parents fucking groceries, man, it, it gets pretty full on. Um, you go, you grow up pretty quick. So, you know, just lucky I've had that work ethic. Um, you know, probably real estate probably wasn't even on my radar back then, but you know, boy, uh, Colin and I got together and her parents owned the, owned the office, but I actually, I actually worked in another office for three years, which was her auntie and uncles, but I, I did it all properly, mate. I, you know, did the interviews and got hired and all that kind of stuff. And I was, was always on the books that, you know, I would go down to the office and, you know, three years time there it was sort of the, uh, one of the guys left, left, you know, the in-laws office and it was just the time it was right. So pretty much kicked it off from there. And that was, that was 2009. So September, 2009. And, um, yeah, pretty much it's gone through from there. So we're just in the process now. We're, we're just in talks, obviously change hand, you know, buying, buying out the, the office and, um, yeah, paying for it. Not, not, it's not getting given to me. You know, I don't, I don't want any of that kind of stuff. Obviously, Kai's got sisters. You know, it's got to be fair through the family. So, um, you know, so I guess the thing is, you know, it's it's a better, it's a work-life balance. You know, I I go hard. Like I, I do everything I can to help Kylie with the kids. I don't, I don't. You know, it's not a one-man show, so to speak. When we get back home, you know, you pick things up, and and obviously, as I said, we we, we live and breathe the the hunting world. Um, and Kylie came down and helped on the kafari stand and loved it because it was hers. She could. She didn't have to ask us for permission to do anything. She got in and she ripped in and, and loved every bit of it. And, you know, I think it's all about finding a balance that if you can in- include everybody. Um, I know some guys, you know, their partners, wives, kids, they don't want anything to do with it. Um, so I think that would be hard. I, don't, I can't speak for that because I don't know really how that how to play how to play that one out. But, you know, I, I think if it's something you can do all together or, or at least they can see why you have the interest. It's not uh, not one way. It's certainly made, it's made well, it's, it better for me. Yeah, and it's got to be um, – it's got to be – make it a bit easier because like all of your business um, sort of avenues you're, you're, you're involved with, with um, uh, you're obviously extremely passionate about. So like it's, it's hard work but it's work that you don't mind doing. Definitely. Like And that – that's that's also a reason why I wanted to start a podcast just because the other thing is like all the how social media is these days and you you I'm running a business and um you know I've tried dabbling in it just doesn't suit my personality I'm not someone who likes like the same as you said you don't like hearing your own voice mm-hmm. I mean I like having conversations with people and generally they're more you know in depth meaningful conversations so I just figured well, if I can get um, a few people in the outdoor sphere, like yourself and and a few of the other guests we've had on, and um, just talk about what they're passionate about, it's got to be worth some value to to some people who are trying to get something off the ground, you know. And um, yeah, and I, I think it doesn't matter what it is. I mean, in, in all aspects, I think you you do have to give it a crack. If you're that passionate enough, I think half the time it works because you you just got that little bit extra like it i mean all we all go to work those days and it's like fuck i don't want to do this anymore like i i have it mm. regularly i've i've got to deal with people bullshitting yeah left right and center all day but then you just meet that one person it's an awesome deal it's so appreciative you may not have even helped them but you know you get a phone call to say hey mate i met you the other week i just really want to help you really want to thank you for that advice and i do things very differently you know you hear the the old real estate tag um, you know, they're, they're crooks, 
I'll be honest with you, yeah, 90% of them are. They're, you know, you go mm. to the cities and that, mate, they're freaking slime balls. Yeah, sorry if you're one down there, but you don't <laughs> do much. You don't do any favors for yourselves, you know. Um, I'm just. It doesn't even necessarily need to be that way either. I feel oh, like. No, it doesn't. If you deal with someone genuine, it's just like a breath of fresh air because yep. you, you're not meant to be working against the person. You Like, they're there. In my opinion, they're there to help you. Yeah. So, like, you know, and I think, if you're dealing with someone who you think is shady, it just fucks the whole oh, thing. Oh, definitely. And it, and it comes. It's funny how – shit, we're going rabbit, well, rabbit holes here. But <laughs> it's funny how when – we get a lot of people that uh, obviously – so I'm in a regional area of New South Wales, so, but we're very close to the coast, but we've got, we've got a mix. We're 30 minutes to the coast one way. We've got mountains 30 minutes the other way. Um, so we have a very, we're only three hours from Sydney, three and a half hours north of Sydney. And so we got a lot of Sydney, Central Coast, Newcastle traffic coming up. Um, majority beautiful people because it's their lifelong dream to get out of the city, you know, honesty. But a lot of the time they've been haggled and that so hard down there, they come up with like a front. And, you know, with experience, I've learned to break through that front and, and gain trust and, and a bit of you know, a bit of mutual respect as if like, I'm not here to just to sell you something. Like I'm going to see you down the street. Like I'm going to see you in the coffee shop. I'm going to see you having a beer at the pub or whatever it may be, sporting event, school. You're going to see me. So I want mm. you to look at me and go, that was the best thing I ever did. Um, yeah, he's a good bloke. I would nearly, I would nearly people don't believe me, but myself and, and my colleagues, we would walk away from more deals and probably what we put together because it's not the right one. Um, Mm. vendors may hear that and go oh but you're not it's like hang on a second like there's someone else coming tomorrow like you don't need to worry like your house still sells um but you don't need that bullshit factor um you know some people need encouragement obviously mine's very rural based so you know i've got to explain what the country is so i've got to give you know you've got to sort of give the information at the same time but it's what what you do with that info is you that's mm. up to you what you want to do with it so a lot of people say which one would you buy i'm like well well shit mate if you're not going to run cattle I don't know whether you need to go and spend that 2 million you probably just need to spend the 500,000 you know what I mean because you're paying yeah, for all yeah. that country like yeah it's beautiful but why do you want to spend that kind of money like yeah it just I think it goes through all the business and I've really tried that um, you know taking that back to Kifaru um, you know we don't need to sell you anything like it's not hard to know what these packs are it's another option for you in Australia um, that was what it was about. It wasn't about to come in and make a shitload of money or any of that kind of stuff. We don't. It's very tight. We buy the product. So for anybody listening that thinks we're on consignment, we're not. We are an individual company. We we have the Kafaro logo. That was just to help in marketing. That was hmm. a great thing that, that Aaron you know, did for us and it was just to leapfrog us into the market a little bit more rather than trying to fo- start a company that no one knew. Um, and that's why we did that. So that was to help us out, and but we buy everything. We've we've put our hands in our own pockets to 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 get to where we are today, and uh, we've got a good bunch of lads, and yeah, take it right back to the podcast, mate. Like that's where Herbie and I connected through through Josh Rogers, all, all mutual mates. Um, we all still talk, and you know it's it hard. It is hard dealing with with mates and business. Um, it hasn't gone hasn't gone awesome. Um, you know, we've, we've had our challenges by all means over the last few months, but you know, we're starting to iron out a lot of the, a lot of the ripples like you do in every business. So, um, I'm going to start that all again when potentially, you know, take over the real estate office mid year 
and do all that mm. again and learn learn all that that aspect again. But it's something that my wife and I, because we've we've been both ways. We've we've said stick it a couple of times, not outside our own walls, but we've said stick it a couple of times, <laughs> and you know, and then come back. And I've I've talked to people that have been very successful in business, and I think that's a big thing too, talking to the right people. Not just Joe Blow you're having a beer with down a pub that hates life because he's going to tell you what you yeah, don't want yeah. to hear. He's going to give you bad oh, info. Fucking terrible. But that's, that's also, that's also. I feel like there's a push. Like everything seems to go in waves, and like five years ago, it might have been like brand reps and all this sort of shit. Mm-hmm. That was the thing to do, and people were selling gear through brand reps and all that sort of shit. But as people progress and and understand what uh what is actually going on behind yep. the scenes um things change you know what i mean and i think a lot of people are getting sick of the fake bullshit that people shove down their oh. throats on social media so it's going to be a push back in my opinion anyway yep. like i could be completely wrong and i hope i i'm i'm on the money here but i i feel like it's going to push back to people who are authentic and like, because it's just refreshing to meet someone who talk who doesn't talk shit, man. And you, what you see is what you get. We we live in a society where, like I said, all this stuff is just shoved down your throat. You don't know what to believe. It's just confusing and it's depressing. Like you, you're listening to all this sh- garbage, and it sort of has an impact on your own um, confidence or like how you feel about yourself. Yep. So, I think if if one one take from starting your own business is Make sure that whatever you do, you're being authentic and you know what you're talking about. And even if you don't know what you're talking about, just say, look, I'm learning. You know, we, you, you can learn together with, with your customers and stuff. Oh, definitely. Well, so. I think, you know, it does when we say starting a business, like that business may not be, you know, a, a, like a, a financial business. Like it might be for financial gain. It could be anything. Like, hmm. you know, there's guys that want to start, like camps or training facilities or, um, you know, working with mental health and all that. I, I can't, for anybody that wants to jump into that kind of, there's not enough of it. It's so wanted. Um, and if you think you've got a passion for it, like you need to chase whatever that is because for your own mind, not not anybody else's, not for anybody not else's game. Yeah, exactly. It's got to be for yourself. Whatever it is, you want to take up a sport, you want to take up fucking golf, mountain bike ride, I don't know. Um, you know, and it's the same thing again. It's listening to the right people, you know, talking to the right people, getting the right gear, and, and having that confidence that you, you're going to do it right. Um, you know, business, business. You know, last year, mate, the real estate world was was a fucking terror. Um, mm. I had a shocker. I, Especially know, was, for where you'd be based, yeah, with we, the, the drought and whatnot. We did, mate. It, fires, drought, fires, mate. Those fires came through in in November. Our whole community stopped. For, for obvious reasons, like there was people with no houses, lasting, lasting, you know, people couldn't get up highways, all this kind of stuff, and all that kind of stuff is out of your control. Doesn't matter. You can be, you can be at office, and I've done, you know, I still have arguments with the boss t- to this day about, you know, the amount of hours you spend in the office, and like they're an hour, they're, they're dairy farmers, mate. They, they know nothing different but to to be present, or they're there. Whether they're present, another that's another question, but. You know they're they're there all the time, and I'm like I don't need to be like at the moment. I could pretty much just work Saturdays, mate, and probably do just as good as I do going in five days a week. Uh, yeah. You know I, I pushed to the point where I said, well, if I'm working Saturdays, I'm taking Mondays off for the farm work. 
because the kids were missing out because I was getting home four or five o'clock on a Saturday, which Saturday is a huge real estate day. Like it, that is and always yeah, will yeah. be. Um, no matter how many people think that it's all going to go on social media to sell a house, that's I think that's bullshit. But you know, um, you know, you get home four or five o'clock or whatever it may be on a Saturday, whether it's even lunchtime, your day's screwed. And then I'd have, you know, I've I've got a farm, you know, we run cattle on that here as well. You know, I was trying to do that be dad be husband all that on a Sunday it wasn't working so I said no. right oh, well I'm working Saturdays I don't get paid for Saturdays it's part of our contract um, it's a salary base so yeah it's hope you hope you know you might you might move a few over over a month um, it comes out of the Saturdays but it's a real estate day and you know so I said oh, well okay well I'm not working Mondays that's going to be my farm day the kids go to daycare or school and I, and I get shit done and that was the biggest mental thing was knowing that I had time to get something done. Um, it was a, there was been able to get something completed, uh, which probably frustrates me a little bit in the, you know, going right back to like the podcast and that kind of stuff, not having a goal. It's a little bit, it is a little bit frustrating not having a goal, um, but I've probably got to look into that a little bit more and, and I'll probably already meeting that goal. I'll probably just need to find what that is. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, probably to, to bring it all around, I think, you know, everything we do day to day, whether it's going to gym, there is commitment involved. Um, health, health's a big thing. Um, I, I th- actually, I think it's a more of a more of a big thing. I think it's everything. You know, if you're not if you're not healthy with yourself, uh, people say fit, but no, I, I say healthy because not everyone's a six pack fucking brute. You know what I mean? But I think if you're healthy within yourself, um, you've got a good mindset. And you have your bad days, but being able to control those bad days, I have bad days, I have real bad days, uh, but being able to control them and you know, be able to have that person you can call to get you out of it uh, or a mix of those people. I think that's the starting part of it. Uh, hunting obviously helps me. I don't get out anywhere near what I used to, but when I do, I think I appreciate it more too. I don't hunt anywhere near what I used to. Um, you know, I resort it every few weeks. I'd be, I'd be annoying someone over the range hunting so Benny McCulloch knows all about that but um, <laughs> it's like we're going hunt this weekend so we just went last weekend I was like yeah but we'll be right <laughs> the kids change that for all good reasons yeah yeah and um, but I think yeah you know rat, pulling it all together I think uh, business is within us everywhere whether it's uh, a financial gain or not but you know I think if you've got that little bit of business mind and I think you nailed it on the head if you're passionate about something you'll make it work Maybe someone like myself probably got a little bit too much on and probably not completing everything properly. Um, but that's something that, you know, I'll work through and, and work it out. Yeah, 100%. And that's where you could also get other, like you already have got other people involved with your podcast and whatnot. And it sort of takes a bit of the strain off you and, and frees you up to um, to pursue these other avenues. So Yeah, definitely. I mean, and it is hard because, you know, it's not just a, you know, oh, I'll do an interview and, it's done. It's it's the uh, what's next week, and then what's the week after, and what's the content, and and you know all about it. But once again, you get on a flow. It's getting that flow started. Um, you know, it's like everything's just like shooting. You know, once you start getting your flow, it's pretty easy to go out and whack a few in the middle and go and do it again tomorrow. But it, when you get, it takes some struggle to get to that point. Uh, yeah, if, you've yeah. had, if you've had a good break, maybe. Um, I've found. You know, a, a sort of a finishing note on the on the on the on the real estate stuff. But you know, I've I've done a lot. You know, you know, obviously over the years, you know, you've been at the top and 
sold property and you got accolades and that. But, you know, that sort of passes pretty quickly, you know, because real estate's one of those games you can have the best deal today and it means nothing tomorrow. Um, it's brutal, but that's what it is and it can get you down. But, you know, I've I found, um, you know, within it, you know, is, is working with the staff and taking on a more management role has probably been better for me. Um, I kind of I found that I like that a lot more than probably being the forefront of the, the whole selling thing. But you've got to do that because that's just part of it. But, you know, I think it probably comes back to the podcast and doing the tags and all that kind of stuff. It's when it helps someone achieve something, I think, is is where more satisfaction's at. Yeah, and, and that's not to say that someone who does, um, who is the salesman or something, there's plenty of people out there that love selling. And I mean, like you said, if they've got the right attitude and they're genuine about it and they feel like they're helping helping uh, the buyer or the seller or both, I mean, go for yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's there's just charges out there to just love it, live and breathe it, live and breathe the challenge of the race. Uh, <laughs> I just couldn't be bothered for that shit. But nah. um, But, you know, yeah, as you said, mate, everyone's to their own. And I think... Um, it's a little bit like hunting. Some some blokes prepare to walk to the top of the mountain. Some pairs, I'm prepared to go where I need to go. I won't go to the top. Of the yeah, yeah. I have to. So, you know. But uh, it wasn't always all that too. You know, that was coming back to that. You know, that health and fitness. You know, there was a time there where I looked at the top of the hill and going, "Oh fuck, I couldn't be bothered." You know, I'm I'm different yeah. now. But you probably got a bit spoiled. You had a block there that was probably too good for your own good. <laughs> And yeah, didn't need yeah. to, but now, you know, it's like, well, I now I want to see what's over the other side because it might be something a little bit bigger or better. Um, yeah, it's a, it's kind of a crazy world. And I think, you know, I think I take attributes out of, out of everything I do. There's little snippets that one day I might even put them all together. I don't know what that means, but you never know. Well, as long as you're enjoying yourself, like that's the main thing, man, I reckon. And, and if the enjoyment comes from helping people, just keep on, trucking along with it yeah definitely i mean it's there's definitely worse things to be doing man and you know we we feel that uh buying the office one i don't have to ask for time off to go hunting but um yeah <laughs> big perk. that's a that's that's a tough one when you're in eight weeks in debt but um <laughs> it um i just they can't see the grandkids mate it's all good I've, I've got them under wrap but um it's yeah it's one of them things mate it, you know Obviously, there's a whole shitload of other stuff we're going to take on by buying a business. But at the same time, I think our efforts, once again, coming back, Kyle and I can do something together as you know, as husband or wife. We can work on as as a team, and we are like that through everything we do. Um, we don't do anything individually. Even though I'm the one that go mm-hmm. hunting, she's the one here with the kids, so it's still a team effort. Um, yeah, yeah. I get to go her, you know. I didn't to get to go without her doing, you know, being being a bigger part of the team. So. Um, and I think we, we would really like to that to push that into um, yeah into the into the work life as well and um, yeah some days I, I wake up and go what are you what are you talking about what what do you want to go and do that for but I I can't see another option um, unfortunately there's not a lot of money in the hunting game you know hunting industry mm. um, there's there's what we do you know there's there's fun there's fun and and pocket money um, that, mm. that allows us to do those little things but you know for the rest of the family we've got to think of the kids and. Yeah, you know, I feel for those guys that are going all in within businesses within the hunting community. Um, I feel for those guys because it, it would be a big uphill battle. Um, yeah. But you know, I, I think of the kids and setting them up, and you know, knowing the challenges that I went through as a kid. Not that I had a bad growing up; I had an awesome growing up as far as the outdoor life. Um, but there was not really a lot of money involved. I didn't miss out on much. 
but knowing what I put my folks through now to, to have what I had, yeah, I was very, very lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that comes with age too. As you get older, you like I've only just had my first kid and already I'm starting to think of things a bit differently. Mm. Like yep. I was adamant when we first had the kid that I was going to, I said, we're not changing our lives. Like the kid's adapting to our lives. Yeah. I'm doing exactly what I want to do. I'm still trying but... to tell myself that. <laughs> yeah. <it's... laughs> It doesn't. It goes. We just try it. Nowhere. Nah, yep. it just makes us sleep better at night. Eh? <laughs> yeah, when we eventually get there. But no, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, I mean, I, I look at, um, yeah, I, I set these plans. You know, we we went over the with the year, my year. You know what I mean? And it does. Look, it, it's. I'm very very lucky. I'm. I take. I don't take anything for granted. I'm very lucky with with the life I get to live. Um, you know, I've, as I said, I've, I've realised that I work for it, but um, you, sac- you know, make sacrifices elsewhere. Um, but you know, it is really good to plan that out and have big trips planned because it, it helps me get out of bed when I haven't had much sleep to go to the gym. As much as my gym mates, because I've got you know a few guys that uh, that I train with, and uh, they're not in the hunting game at all. They're just the boys I've met at the gym, and we've you know formed great friendships and. Um, you know, we bag each other out when no one turns up, but you've that's good because you've got that person you don't want to let down again. Um, Hold you accountable. Oh, mate, they'll abuse you all day if you're not there. Like it's, yeah. But having a plan, you know, having having so I've got a last coming up. That's you've got to be fit. You know, it's there's no question. You know, you, if you don't you go there underprepared, you're going to be very disappointed. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I can imagine. My last trip was good. I think I could have been a little bit better as far as the fitness goes, but I was definitely the fittest I'd ever been. Even that's even in my footy days and everything. Um, you know that that was definitely the fittest, but you know I wasn't bow fit. I'd shot two animals all year. Um, I shouldn't have been up there with just so little. I shot a lot of arrows, but I didn't shoot them at anything. If that makes sense. Um, yeah. So this year, I've I've made the commitment that you know there's not going to be too much that walks around me that's going to live. So. Um, but you got to do that. You just got to get it under your belt. You know, I think that's where a little bit of the the whole trophy. Oh, I'll just leave that for another rainy day. With the amount of stuff that's getting shot out of a helicopter these days, that poor thing's going to yeah, go anyway. Yeah. So it might as well be me. And uh, mm. you know, get yeah, get it under your belt, and you know, probably lose that stigma about you know who gives a shit if it's whatever it is. If you're having fun and it's what you want to do, um, I need that. Yeah. I need that. You know, and I want to get up on that mountain. And just have that confidence that no matter what shot opportunity presents itself, it's 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 going to be taken. So um, he's hoping anyway. All right. Um, there's a few questions I normally ask through through my podcast, or I'm trying to ask. Just um, yeah. so, have you got any YouTube channels that you'd recommend someone to watch? <laughs> We're talking podcast. We're talking hunting or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no hunting. Um, hunt, go, whatever you reckon. All right, so hunting. Look, anybody that wants is thinking about an elk hunt one day. Um, elk one hundred and one is probably a very good start. Um, you know, it's uh, once you jump on there, mate. It's he's, he actually has elk university. Actually, it's you can pay for subscription and you can literally read a book on elk hunting. But it's got, you know, um, I'll let you jump into that because I don't want to wreck it on you. But, yeah, Elk 101 is probably my pick on the, you know, they've got a good good video channel going at the moment. Um, with, um, you know, they do the series, a bit like Born and Raised. Um, they did the, um, you know, they did a series there the last two years running, just elk hunting. They're pretty cool. I mean, anybody anybody that's half keen to go for an elk hunt, they, 
it's very raw footage. It's not very well done, but uh, I can't shoot for shit. But um, you know, it's it's pretty good watch. So that would be me about it for YouTube. Um, oh, yeah, I don't sure. have any time to do any <laughs> to watch anything else, man. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could could imagine. And um, so, what's what's the next next for you in regards to to the businesses? What are you? What's your future goals for? Just briefly, yep. for Safaru and I'll step through them. Um, podcast starting. Look, just get to some consistency back. Um, I don't want to disappoint anyone, but I probably will push it back back to the fortnightly. Um, I do have another another host lined up. Um, Alkinus, uh, he's finished up. He's uh, he's just got too much on, so he's he's uh, he's finished up with us. Um, Joshua Rogers, you know, we might see him. You know, come back in dribs and drabs. Once again, that was a life thing. You know, just you get busy. You know, and and when it's when it's not your baby, which it is mine, um, I prefer the guys to be comfortable and and be able to step away from for however long they need. Um, definitely miss the content, uh, especially Josh's. You know, with the Samba and all that. But yeah, I think we'll see him back after a rainy day. Um, Tobes obviously always there. He's working away at the moment, so well, that won't stop. So that's been a little bit little bit harder for Toby to be able to find the time. Um, and Herbie, once again, obviously he's like me at the moment between making knives and running our social media, um, things like that. Um, you know, it, uh, it's keeping him busy as well. So, and, you know, for myself, I think, yeah, just finding consistency, mate, get it back to probably back to the fortnightly podcast, might try and snip in a, like a little tech tip, 20-minute session on the, on the in-between week. Um, so my goal for the podcast is, yeah, just just get back to where we were and getting that cool content that everybody loved, um, you know, and, and hopefully get back on the bandwagon there and um, get myself back into to a groove is probably the big one there. So um, Kafara Australia, mate, um, just just keep grinding away where we are. We really, oh, shit, I'm getting game letting this rip. But so mid-April, uh Technically speaking, our website's live now, but we haven't done much with it because our e-commerce is not live. But mid-April, our e-commerce will be live, so you won't have to do everything manual, which we're doing at the moment. You guys will be able to jump on there and order. Uh, we will have stock, um, and then uh, from there, there'll be back orders available as well. And our biggest goal in that is, is obviously eventually to have our full line in stock with, you know, with multiple stock in on hand. Uh, there's a long way to go to that because it is with the, with the dollar and those kind of things and our buying power. Uh, it's a, there's a long way to go, but we'll get we'll get we'll get there. And you know, so our main main thing is is just being able to put you know a good gear into into guys' hands, touch, feel, let them know if they you know let them make the choice if that's the way they want to go. It's a big investment, so for anybody that's buying a pack, I I totally understand how you want to think about it and take your time because shit you know thousand odd bucks to drop on a backpack that your wife's going to go what the fuck did you buy that for um it's a hard thing to do but you know if we can say that you won't be disappointed um you know because it, it, it'll run with you. you you probably won't you won't kill one um it's just they're a bit of a candy shop too it's a little bit like first light mate you um once you start you can't stop so uh and just on first light um and this is for, for my listeners as well. So anybody that wants to order First Light gear, um, simply jump on their website, get a list of what you want, shoot me an email. Um, plenty plenty of ways you can catch me, whether it's craig at kafaraustralia.com or 
um, Honey Camp down under at gmail.com, um, Instagram, wherever you want to find me. Just shoot me shoot me an email with uh, with your First Light list of what you want. I get you an invoice direct from First Light. I send it to you. You pay them direct, and it turns up in your doorstep. It is that easy. Maddie can back me up for that. Um, it's almost too easy, I'd say. It is very too easy. So all <laughs> I'm doing, I'm literally just skipping the the no no uh, uh, international shipping. Um, they've got a lot. First Light's got a, got a lot of stuff going on. I love the stuff. I love the gear. Um, they're great. They're legends. Legends involved. Uh, my contact, Casey, is just an absolute champion. He couldn't help me. He goes out his own back to do this for me. Um, he's obviously got the approval through the company, but um, he does this manually with me. So it's you know it's a bit of work, and I've been driving him crazy the last couple of days. So I appreciate Casey for that. Um, but um, yeah, you know, if anybody wants to talk about the gear, uh, I am looking in the future, maybe in the near future. I'm. I've, I've got a meeting with them, but um, I'm hoping that we might be able to get some stock line down here. Um, it would be it would be a basic kit with pretty much what I wear. Um, that's no guarantees yet. So, but we're working on it. We're working on it. So it's just once again, I don't want to take on something that I'm going to let anybody down. Um, so at the moment, I just literally transfer an order. Um, it's quite easy for me. I don't make a cent out of it. I'm just doing it because it's good gear, good people, and I want everybody to be able to have the option um, of or another option to um to purchase. So, yeah, beauty. And then uh, what else have I got left? Oh man, tags. <laughs> you got a few tags. will tick off this year. I'll just start. Uh, yeah, keep grinding through. We've got uh, plenty of plenty of states to go yet. Um, not uh, not too many guys looking. Yeah, there's a few of us looking to draw. Um, obviously mine started early with with the goat, but yeah, a few of the boys are looking to draw. Jake's obviously looking to draw. Joshy Rogers kind of come for an elk hunt. Um, and there's quite a few lads looking into next year, so that's going to be pretty exciting. Uh, so we'll just keep ticking on there, and and obviously big things with the real estate. Um, yeah, we're, we're we're trying to plan takeover on July one. Whether that all goes well, we'll see what happens. I'm a little bit cautious of that because obviously I'm in my way for that time towards the end of the year. <laughs> so, but uh, my wife's she's a killer mate, and um, she runs a show. Capable she runs a show yeah. anyway, mate. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll work it all out, but. Um, and obviously, not that I'm a, I can't be too much of an open book there, but um, you know, if anybody has any questions of, you know, as far as how real estate works or whatever, you know, I, I can help where I can. Um, I don't know different markets and that. Real estate is one; it's a very specific area. You know, one one side of town can be different to the other side of town. So, but um, it comes back to, you know, anybody trying to choose an agent, it comes back to who you're comfortable with, and that's not a dickhead. So. Um, yeah, just use your gut and run with them. Don't be afraid to spend Beauty. money on marketing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You can't sell. You can't sell a secret, mate. Nah, that's it. Well, um, we've been going for a, an hour and twenty. Have we? Yeah. It's, it's weird being on the flown it's weird being on the other end, man. I yeah, think, I was going to say it's. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good, man. I, I've I've enjoyed. I've just been listening. It's it's real good. good. But um, yeah. So, I think we it's been a bit of a all over the place podcast. Hopefully, people keep up with it. But um, yeah, no, I've really enjoyed Just it. Just let's do it a few times, and then you'll get sick of it. You'll be right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure there'll be a few. Um, and yeah, hopefully, hopefully we might catch up over the. I'm I'm headed down down south to um my mate Michael's place down near Goulburn, yep. chasing some fellow around for the 
start of April and then we might cross paths at Jake's potentially. Or... Sounds good. Sounds good. What, uh, yeah. what dates you coming down south? Uh, the 2nd to the 6th, I believe, of April. Are you driving? Oh, I was going to, but it's just I'm taking time off work and shit myself. So yeah. I was uh, – it's an extra two days and I just end up flying to Canberra and yeah. – um, Someone's picking us up. It's the first time I've I've flown, so I'm a bit. You haven't I was flown a bit concerned. Oh no, I mean with with the bow, nah, I've nah, flown plenty of times, but because I, I, I was going to book with Jetstar, and then I found out that they um. Oh, is that what it, the key? I did actually ring Jetstar, and they said yeah, nah, archery equipment's banned or some nah, shit. Tell them to stick it. Nah. Yeah, archery equipment. Well, I they can't. There's no rules. Trust oh, me, because I there you go. There's another I asked tip. them to show me. They soon let the bow on the plane. Oh, well, I would have saved myself some money then because uh, I end up going with Virgin. No, they'll stick you. They sometimes stick you for the oversize because obviously no cheap fare is cheap fare. But they generally charge you 25 bucks each way. Like I've flown to Melbourne heaps, Virgin and, and um, Manchester, no problem at all. So, yeah, just arch recruitment. That's all I say. Yeah, arch recruitment. They, they freak out about guns. Oh, is that a gun? I said, no, mate, it's arch recruitment. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, just go over confidence. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna hire them, mate. Yeah, just don't leave, like, don't leave any knives or anything in your, in your carry-on. They don't like that. They don't like that. No, I can imagine, yeah. Um, Here's one for you. I went from Albuquerque in New Mexico. So I went Albuquerque, LA, LA, Sydney, Sydney, Port Macquarie with a piranha scalpel and all the spare blades sitting in my pack. Oh, and it didn't get picked up? <laughs> nope, all the way. Holy Not shit. Not one plane took it up. It was in my day pack. It was in my pack on my back, in the, in the plane. Oh, the carry-on? On the carry-on. I oh. got home, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep, it was, I don't, know, I don't know how, I don't know if anyone knows when it's piranha, it's like a flick knock, but it's got, like a, it's got a scalpel on it. Yeah, yeah. And because I, I didn't have a scalpel blade on it, but I had the spare blades. In the pack? It. In a little, little, just a little fold thing. Yeah, it got that far, man. Fucking hell. Not once did it get picked up. I don't know how many times you got to go through those freaking screening things, but yeah, I'm very cautious. I got, and I didn't do it on purpose. I had no idea the thing was in there, but um, it was like one of those, like in your pack, it was like your top pocket because mm. I had my hunting pack on. Mind you, it had elk blood and everything on it, <laughs> but um we try to wash as much as we can, I promise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then it's, uh, yeah, you cinched it all down, but it had like a pocket within a pocket. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was in. Somehow, I don't know why I put it in there, to be honest with you, but. Oh, that's yeah, lucky. They must, I don't know what they must look at when they open our bow cases and just go, what is this shit? Yeah, <laughs> like, they're probably a bit mind blowing, eh? Oh, because, yeah, you've got everything going on in there. And I've got shit everywhere all the time, but yeah. So, but not nah, just, yeah, anybody flying within Australia, I've never touched wood. I've never had an issue. The only time I've had an issue is just the oversized thing and they hit you for the oversized twice. Um, well, yeah, I, that's, that's I thought that they said um, if you say sporting goods at the size thing doesn't matter or some shit, like sporting goods, yeah. people take pushies and stuff on the um, on planes yep. and whatever. I, I think it depends on who you get and what rule they want to go down because half the time, you say arch equipment, they have to ask their superior, is this okay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's, uh, you know, I always jump in and say, look, it's not it's not a rifle because my 
SKB case looks like a rifle case. So, um, yeah, it, uh, it's funny. You get a giggle out of it occasionally. <laughs> well, we'll soon find out anyway. You'd be right. I'll probably probably throw you under the bus here. And yeah. No. Well, like, <laughs> like you said, I'll just go up with confidence and just say, show me where it says it. Yeah, I know a bloke. because yeah, it's, it's not stated. It's not stated. There's no rule. Like firearms, sure, you've got to have permits and that to cart them state to state. But, um, yeah, archery equipment, you don't. I've heard a few guys have trouble, but I think um, it just depends on who you get in the day. Mm. Yeah, and how bad of a day they've had. Yeah. Yeah. Just tell them to listen to your podcast, mate. It'll uh, change their perspective. I've, I've, abused them. I've abused them a few times, so. Yeah, could maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> could be, yeah, it could be interesting. Yeah, poor Joshy Rogers, he got smashed when we got back from Nevada. They wouldn't take his payment. He paid for the extra bag and that and they flogged him, like absolutely hammered him, like for hundreds what? of dollars oh, for extra, extra baggage and stuff, which he'd already paid on the initial booking. That's ridiculous, eh? Yeah. And he had a camera, so he had his carry-on. So they they weigh your carry-on when you get to the gate now. Oh, really? So he, I don't yeah, think I've ever had my carry-on weighed. Yeah, so when you get, like, this is, I don't know what version of it, but Jetstar... You get all the way to the like the gate, and then they've got a set of scales, and you've got to weigh it there. And I think it's sixty bucks if you're overweight. Whoa! Um, and then they check it. Still not allowed to take it. Then you check it. So Josh had his a camera in that, like a DSLR. He took the DSLR out, and it went under, but they wouldn't let him take it out. They're like, "No, nah, you're over." He's like, "I'll put the camera around my neck." Mm. No, you can't do that. It's funny you say that. I have actually seen like. Me and the missus went to Europe and did some traveling around and shit. And I've seen, like, obviously some young blokes that have just turned 18 or some shit. They're doing a trip around Europe and uh, they're, they're at the gate. They're throwing on fucking layers everything. of shit, <laughs> yeah. man. Like, everything in their yep. pack just obviously to get it down under the weight. Yep, yep. That's I mean, You just see those little puffy man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> little Michelin man. Yeah. It's like, oh, well. He was overweight. <laughs> He's on a budget, that that bloke. Yeah, he doesn't have any check-in. Yeah. That was all in his carry-on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. That's funny. Oh, well, I better, we better probably wrap this up anyway. I've got to Sweet as, man. feed dogs and, and shit and then go to bed. Yeah, mate. No, well, uh, yeah, appreciate hitting us up, man. I, I know I sort of went to, uh, I know I initiated, I was going to get into you about the hunting, but you quickly turn that on me and the business, mate. But I hopefully, I hopefully someone finds it interesting, mate, and gets a little bit, especially the guys that listen to my one, you know, get to know a little bit more more about my other life apart from the apparently the glorious hunting one that I have. So not no, really. I think That's it's good. It's shit. it's going back to the authentic side. I think, man, like people get to know you a bit better. Like I, I know you've probably done, you did one sort of quick podcast at an expo didn't you about yourself yeah i did yeah i did nick did a little one just on me hunting stuff and that was more just you know obviously hunting base we'd have a lot of time but no it's good i mean i i i'm pretty open book when it comes to you know what you know a lot of guys that know me you know especially when it comes to business like i'm pretty open book i'd i don't like secrets i've always i live by the thing if you don't tell them i'll make it up anyway um <laughs> so yeah you know just want everyone to know that you know i been there, done it tough, and had a good growing up. And you know, I I love anybody that's going to have a crack. I, I just yeah, I commend anyone having a crack. And if it doesn't work out, who gives a shit? Hang his, you know, hold your head high, gave it a go. And well, it's also a thing. The next one, not 
like I, I don't know. I just think consistency speaks volumes as well. Like just if it doesn't work out, just try and adapt a different mindset or try something yeah. new and fucking have another crack. You know, that's it. Man. We're only here once, man. It's a short time, and I just think make the most of it. And you know, say good day to the person who walked by, and yeah, who knows where it'll more. go? Yeah. Well, like I said, that even with the hunting, there's plenty of people that um that are out there that I've I've reached out to and and developed like super good friendships with. So, if there is yep. someone that you you feel like you're connecting with their their content or whatever on on social media, just let them know. Like, you know, yeah, I think it, it goes, goes a long way. way. It does, it does, man. Like. Thank you to all the guys out there that came up to me in the expo and, and obviously all the messages I, I always get and, and guys' concern. You know, I've had a few today that it's like, hey, man, I haven't seen much happen in the podcast. Is everything okay? Like, and, and like everything is, it's just I, I am just prioritizing at the moment. And, but, you know, I, I love that thought. Like it's just, it's just awesome. Like it's to think that these guys don't know me and, you know, personally, but they feel that they have the confidence to and the, and the, know that they can just reach out and say that is it, it means the world so um i'm glad that you know we're we're all part of this and and uh you know because can help each other through it yeah 100 percent. just credit to you and keep up yeah I'm, I'm keen as for for more podcasts man so yeah there'll be well I'll let everyone know there's going to be a few coming out of the scrub here over the next month or so because we've got plenty of hunting happening so more red and, deer uh, camp uh, ones yeah red deer camp we'll have to sort of get it more on the side of the hill this time and and uh get one up at lonnie and we're going to be. We're doing a bit of a bit of a test run with a bit of different gear too, so that's going to be a little bit of an eye opener for a few people. So, um, yeah, we're um, a little bit of Kafaro content there, but uh, trying to make it make it more us, make it more Australian. So, that's our plan. Beautiful. Thanks, well, man. All right, man. Thanks for that. And, I know, uh, uh, actually, I got a family dog too, so I'm glad you said that. <laughs> oh, we'll catch up, eh? Awesome, man. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Hunting Camp Down Under podcast. If you would like any information from today's show, please don't hesitate to contact us on huntingcampdownunder at gmail.com or simply hit us up on any of our social media outlets on Instagram or Facebook. Be sure to join us next week for another awesome episode and we look forward to sharing another story from Hunting Camp Down Under. Bye for now.